we're back. It's been a month. We have not recorded since September 24th, but we're here. Trust mm-hmm. us, we're still here. It's episode 15 of Take Your Pick. Special um, episode coming out. Yeah, we're doing, a, we're doing a nice... You'll hear this on Wednesday morning, but we're still recording on Tuesday night. Um, it's current, We're during the third inning of the uh, Game 6 of the World Series right now, so we're not going to have our post-game reactions just yet. <laughs> but... We just we just took a little month off, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can kind of go further into depth than that. So this is kind of like our pandemic special, if you will. Like, sure. first of all, that was a great great episode. But this is our our midweek special, I guess you could say, because we want to get you guys some content. Because, like Coop said, we haven't released in a while. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that has been going on, um, especially in my life. Unfortunately, I had a friend who was lost to gun violence the other the other weeks so it's been a rough couple of weeks you know trying to figure that stuff out um but a lot of stuff has happened in the sports world a lot of stuff have has happened in the real world and now i'm just excited to get back to uh recording some episodes with coop we got one episode that will drop tomorrow and then another episode that will drop friday so first time we'll have two episodes in one week so hopefully that will make up for some of the lack of content yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, hearing about what went on with you guys in Indiana, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's stuff that you can't really make up, can't really wrap your head around it. But, you know, I mean, same thing happened in our fraternity last year. We lost somebody due to suicide. And, uh, you know, it sucks. But what's good, I think, is that to have a good group of people around you. Um, Brings people together. Like, all reached out. And, I mean, yeah, I think it just helps to just keep everybody close. And that's what friends are for. It's what families are for stuff like that um mm-hmm. but yeah i know just got to keep moving on you know life goes on that's really kind of the best thing you can do but i think it was good that we kind of took a pause because there's bigger things to worry about than this podcast especially knowing that yes. as of yes. right now we don't have any sponsors so like it's not <laughs> well like we're said. making money we just do this for the hell of it yeah yeah but um uh, yeah i, yeah, I guess uh, a lot of stuff's going on in the real world too. I mean, like I just voted last week. I just got my flu shot today. Um, there you go, vaccinated. All right, making myself making doing this stupid adult, or not stupid, but just like the random adult things right now. That'll. Yeah, and also recently, me at least I recently turned twenty-one. Coop's been twenty-one, so now we get to uh, experience the bar lifestyle. I guess at least for me, a little bit more. Yeah, didn't you go to Kilroy's that one night? Uh, Kilroy's is actually opening this weekend. Oh, is it not open yet? Yeah, it's it's probably like one of the biggest bars in Indiana. It's been closed so far because of COVID, but I think they're opening up this Saturday. Limited seating. I think you have to like call ahead and reserve a table, but at some point I'm going to make my way over there. Exactly. I mean, have fun at the bars, but yeah. please adhere by protocols because there is no other choice. You have to. Mm-hmm. yeah we were we were at the bars on saturday and it's very different for game days in iowa oh yeah i'll get to that later we'll uh we'll talk college football and stuff later but um since we've been since we've had a month off i think people that have listened to this can tell that we've talked a lot of nba mm-hmm. and we did not record a single episode during the nba finals i know that's kind of it's funny how that works you know i mean yeah but um the lakers ended up taking the title over the surprising Eastern Conference contender in the Miami Heat. Yes. The series went 
it was six games, I believe, right? Pretty competitive six games, but yeah. yeah. Um uh what do you, okay, you know what? I'll have you start off. Just give me your like main <laughs> takeaway from the finals. Main takeaway. Very weird year. Yes, big big impressions. First off, I think I watched a lot of the bubble and I think I mean I've seen a lot of stuff recently about how much money the NBA lost and how viewership was the lowest and it was the lowest rated finals it's ever been in the NBA. But I think the NBA did first off a great job handling what's been going on in the NBA, the pandemic being in the bubble, which had zero positive cases. So I think they handled that right. And then also with all the social justice issues, the NBA is always the first league and they always have the, the role monitors, the role models that take the first action. So I think the NBA has really handled social stuff really well. Um, basketball side. I mean, I wasn't surprised. That's I kind of expected the Lakers to get there. We actually had an episode where we, uh, predicted, I think earlier in the summer, and I actually had the Lakers losing to the Bucks, but I wasn't surprised to see the Lakers there, and then I wasn't surprised when they won. Um, he put up a fight, man. They, they're some, they're they got some great players that are fun to watch. Sucks that you know Bam and Dragic can be healthy, especially when both of them are playing well. But I don't really think it's going to change anything. Um, Jimmy Butler is that dude. I think people are really starting to realize that now. And Eric Spolster was a great coach. And then from the Lakers side, I'm happy Dwight got a ring. I'm happy Rondo got another ring. This one with the Lakers, which is weird. Um, AD finally got his ring, which is awesome. But I guess the big thing now we can talk about is LeBron. I feel like we should save a LeBron-MJ GOAT debate for another day because we can go on for a long time about that. But, I mean, I got a lot of respect to LeBron. I don't discredit this championship at all or anything no asterisk you know all the all the power to LeBron I think this really helps his his uh his resume so that's my takeaways yeah absolutely I think um one thing I do want to say is the asterisk debate when it comes to winning a championship in the bubble I mean if you watch the highlights of how the games went there I mean it was the clearly it was the best two teams were playing in the NBA finals, at least from Eastern conference and Western conference. Mm -hmm. I think if there were fans there, I do think Miami was still a team that was capable of pulling off some upsets, surprising some people. Um, another name I want to mention uh, before I get to the Lakers is Tyler hero, yep. 20 years old. And he's, he's putting up ridiculous numbers to, you know, play his part on an NBA team. I think that's insane. Um, he's got a he's got a song named after him now already. The song is um, fire too. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm telling you, Jack Harlow, he's the real deal. He's mm -hmm. a good ass rapper. Um, <laughs> and he's got an Instagram model girlfriend too. I mean, Tyler Hero is winning right now. Yeah, he's got a lot of things going for him, and he is only going into his second year in the league. Um, the Miami Heat have a lot of good things going for them. Again, as you said, it's unfortunate that Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic had those injuries that they dealt with. Mm -hmm. um, if those two were healthy, I do think that series could have gone seven for sure. But, you know, it, it is. yeah. Um, but then switching on to the Lakers, uh, I think one thing you forgot to mention, I, you mentioned the good players of Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, plus stepping up, mm -hmm. Anthony Davis, and obviously LeBron. But um, I kind of want to talk about how Danny Green was so <laughs> bad that he was getting death threats sent to his family. 
Yeah. I mean, that is something else. And that also okay. kind of adds on. I mean, obviously, I don't condone sending death threats to somebody like that, but that also tells you that people took this series seriously. And I mean, the fans were still in, like, the fans that were still watching, even though there's not as many as there usually would be, um, they were still taking this very seriously. And this was just like any other NBA finals when it comes to an entertainment factor. It's just the fans weren't there to kind of add an extra, you know, fun atmosphere to it. Yeah. And it's it's weird for me to to look at how people who don't follow basketball as much as I do talk about the bubble and the, the NBA finals. A lot of people, I mean, obviously a lot of my Iowa friends close to Coop have said they don't like they didn't like the finals. I obviously loved it just because I'm a basketball purist, but I've also seen a lot of people said that they didn't really like these playoffs and how the finals went. So I'm hoping sometime soon we can get back to actual basketball. Cause just like for any sport, you know, NHL, MLB, they're all in the playoffs right now. They've all, they've had some championships playoff. The playoffs are not the same without fans, without that energy, you know, no matter, even the, the play is, you know, at the highest level, it's just not the same, the excitement without, without the fans. So. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, as of right now, we've got the World Series on, and there are actually fans to a certain capacity there. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels a little bit better, but the biggest thing is that it's at a neutral site. Yeah. So you're not getting, like, the – I mean, I actually would rather have games played at a neutral site than being played in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, Tropicana Field's disgusting, that place. <laughs> that place is so ugly. But, um, yeah, going based off that, I think – fans are such a huge part of the game. And I think that's what playing sports through COVID has started to kind of get everybody to realize. I think we already kind of knew beforehand that it was going to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, But people are doing the best they can with adding in crowd noise and um, things like that, but it's just not going to hit the same as it usually does. Yeah. And I think, I guess kind of transitioning from basketball to baseball here, since basketball was the first sport to start back up their season, I guess with the with the bubble, they were the first sport to decide the bubble situation. They weren't going to have fans. Baseball took it to the next step. Eventually, they started letting in minimum capacity, and then once the NFL started, some stadiums still have no fans, while other stadiums are opening it up. So I think, you know, the more that we start to navigate how sports is going to work during the pandemic, I think, you know, more fans will hopefully start to fill those stadiums. But yeah, and the biggest thing now is I think in the United States, it's like the virus won't go away for a while. So it's about how do you navigate around it to make it as safe as possible? That's yeah. kind of the reality that everybody's started to come across. So, you know, they know obviously a full stadium is not going to work right now, unless you're the Miami Dolphins, who I guess gave the green light for full capacity, which is just. They're not going to get it anyways, even though they're decent. They're, they're still not going to get it. But, um, like, you see on the World Series right now, you got fans that are, like, kind of spaced out, and it's spaced out pretty decently, and they're playing in um, Arlington, Texas, which is one of the states that uh, is allowing fans right now. Yep. And it's still – it's been pretty fun to watch. I think it's actually been a pretty good series for uh, baseball right now before we okay. kind of get into the full recap of the playoffs. Um the World Series has actually been pretty entertaining, um, even though they're also hitting record lows on viewership. Yeah, I guess that's what comes with the territory now. But 
Uh, that game five was it? Game five where it had the the walk off. It was game four. Game four. So yeah, eight seven. You, or it was uh, seven six actually, and um, the the miss throw to home plate to get in that second run. That was very very cool to watch. I think that's a that's something where if you were fans in the stands, it would have been like a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And this this World Series is so interesting because. For as much as the Dodgers have been in the World Series, I felt like they've already won it like three or four times. But mm-hmm. I, I keep remembering, I'm like, wait, the Dodgers actually have not won one yet. And you look at their team now, like Mookie Betts, Bellinger, Kershaw, Seager, Turner, like I don't see how they can lose. But these this Rays team is – and I can barely name three players on the Rays team. I know he stopped Troy as a beast at first base. No, it's G-Man. G-Man, Troy. My yeah. bad. No, I, I've started. I've paid attention to this Rays team a good amount, mainly because a lot of uh, people I'm surrounded by they uh, they've hopped on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, because why not? <laughs> um, but the real story of the Rays has been Randy Rosarena. He was a rookie this year, and just in the second inning, he had his tenth home run of the postseason. He's been by far their best bat, and he's come out of nowhere. Kind of like um, a really good player. Kind of like the the Nationals player last year. What was his name? He was Juan a rookie. Soto. Juan Soto, yeah. Yeah, but I think Juan Soto, you could kind of tell that he was already going to be, like, very good. He got called up at 19. But yeah. Randy Rosarena, he had, like, a very just decent regular season. Comes into the playoffs, and he's been an absolute superstar. So I think that's extremely impressive for somebody, especially as young as he is, to – I think he's almost solidified himself as, like – the probably the face of their franchise coming in for the next few years, other than their pitchers that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's game six right now, right? It's game six, yeah. So, um, Coop, let's uh, what's the score right now? I'm not watching it. I see one zero. Um, zero. the Dodgers are up to bat, they got a man on first. It's a third inning, so we'll, we're not even going to get into the end of the game. Well, uh, I, I was going to ask you what your pick is. How do you think the rest of the series is going to go? I think it goes seven, um, mainly because Dave Roberts came out yesterday and he said that the Dodgers don't plan on using Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, or Julio Urias in uh, relief for this game, and he's going to save them for game seven if it's needed. So I think the Rays are going to be able to put up runs later in this game yeah. and uh, force a seven. I'm, I'm hoping it goes seven, but I think the Dodgers close it out tonight. I think offensively they have just too many weapons. Mookie Betts is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. For some reason they have – I don't – I see, I'm not the biggest baseball strategy, but they have Bellinger batting like middle of the lineup, I guess, to give him more power, you know, there. But, I mean, their whole lineup is pretty stacked, I guess, with hitters. So, Yeah, um, they put Bellinger at six in the lineup pretty often. I am I kind of was caught off guard with that too, but I think they have a really deep roster where they kind of see it as like having a one, two, three, and then another one, two, three. Exactly. Like later in the lineup. Which is a nice luxury to have. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so going, I guess, talking about the MLB playoffs as a whole. Uh Coop, not a good first round for our teams here. Ours was not so bad. I mean, whatever. We won the World Series a couple years you guys ago. Guys won the okay, yeah. Here, let me just explain it. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got swept by the Marlins. That's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um the Marlins, they came out of nowhere, got to around 500 and make the playoffs, and they sweep the Cubs. 
But the Cubs had had some issues that fans were pretty concerned about, and that was their offense. Mm-hmm. But um, getting shut out by the Marlins is pretty tough. Yeah, but at least we've won playoff games before. See, now that's where I was going to get into it. Um, the Twins <laughs> lost their 17th and 18th straight playoff game. That is actually ridiculous, that stat. Yeah. Um, so there was a regular season, I think it was in 2017, the Indians won 20 games in a row. Do you know how absurd that is to win 20 games in a row in a, yeah. in a single season? But, like, the Twins, they haven't won a playoff game since 2004. Wow. So I really started – okay, little history m- nugget here. I started really paying attention to baseball when Joe Maurer got called up in around 2005, 2006. Oh, yeah. I remember Joe So Maurer. in 2006 – I'm just going to go down the line here. 2006, we have – Justin Morneau wins AL MVP. Johan Santana wins AL Cy Young. And we have the number one seed in the American League. And we get swept by the A's. Um, 2009, we win a game 163 against the Tigers. Make it into the win, uh, winning the division. Uh, swept by the Yankees. Nice. 2010, win the division again. Look, about as dominant as we ever have. Swept by the Yankees. Yikes. Um, then we kind of – I think we lost a game 163 in 2011 against the White Sox. I, I could be – no, it was 2012. It was – I don't know, something like that. But – um, They lost. Lost to them. <laughs> um, then we don't make the playoffs for a while until 2017. We considered – I guess we were considered to make the playoffs in 2017. Uh, you Guess who we played then? The uh, I guess the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. Oh, we lost that game. Even <laughs> when we put up four runs in the first inning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then 2019, we uh, win the division, third best record in the American League, uh, swept by the Yankees again. Yeah. And then 2020, there's a different playoff format. We're playing against an under 500 Astros team, and we just get dominated. I was cheering for you guys too, man. Same with everybody else. Yeah. It's insane. We go into the playoffs and it's the same story every time. We can't hit the ball. And it's like everybody's so nervous because they have that little curse in the back of their head because they know it's there. And they know that, like, it, we're just a cursed franchise right now. It's insane. It's talent. I mean, they have the talent-wise. Oh, to... we have the talent to win the World Series, and I'm dead serious. I do think we have a chance. Like, we have the talent and the roster to do it. I mean, Nelson Cruz is aging backwards. He's one of the best hitters in the league, and he's 41 years old. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's so frustrating but I can't I can't really say that there were that many surprises though throughout the playoffs I mean obviously I guess the Marlins over the Cubs but um I think the divisional championships were you know between Braves Dodgers and Astros Rays I guess was not super surprising I thought maybe the Yankees would slide in there um the Rays beat the Yankees correct Yes, the Rays did. And I, I kind of saw that coming because yeah, – They were the top seed, so – They were the top seed, and also the Rays have – they've dominated the Yankees in the regular season when the times they uh, the times they played. Yeah, they just don't really have the star power. But I guess if you're looking in terms of how the landscape played out, you know, the playoffs kind of went how people expected it to be. Yeah. I mean, I definitely thought the Dodgers were going to be in the World Series, but – Yeah, expanding the playoffs to 12 teams ended up – still having the top two seeds play each other in the world series. So I think that was kind of, I think it's kind of cool to see, to know that like a 60 game season still means just as, I mean, 
you mm-hmm. kind of got the same results what you would expect yeah and also i mean kind of like the nba shout out to the mlb for figuring out you know the whole covid thing they had some scares at the beginning you know with the cardinals and the marlins had to stop playing games and stuff like that but you know they've gotten to this point they haven't really had any covid issues recently so you know hopefully they can finish these last two world series games without any issues which I think they will. So. Yeah, I think they're going to be just fine. So, um, yeah, props to them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's transition to the NFL. They've had a few issues Yeah, when it comes to COVID cases. Um, the Titans, for example, even though they're one of the better teams in the league right now, yeah, they, uh, they got fined $250,000 as a team because they had players that were working out at recently a local high school, which I don't know how that wasn't bigger mm-hmm. news like right away. Could have been Corey working out at Red Grange Field, you know? Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I have to start Corey in fantasy this week. I've got a lot of injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been looking good. I yeah, no, yeah, he scored a touchdown last week. But besides the point, um, yeah, I feel like the, the NFL's had a lot of issues with COVID. Yeah. Um, the Patriots couldn't start Cam Newton one week. Uh, a lot of random things. Yeah. I don't know. It. I don't know how the NFL – the NFL, it's it's much more difficult because they have so much more personnel. Just naturally, people on the team, there's more bodies coming in, easier for stuff to spread. And then, you know, all the workers that work with the team, coaches, equipment managers, there's just more bodies than you would see in a baseball or basketball team. So I guess it's harder to, you know, stop the spread with that. But, you know, you would think at some point these NFL players are going to have to realize that they're going to have to, you know, sacrifice going out and stuff if they really want to have their season, because I think the season so far has been pretty entertaining. Um, and I don't want to have to see it get ruined later in the season because of some COVID issues that, you know, we should have figured out at the beginning, you know? Yeah, exactly. When you're saying uh, pretty entertaining, I think it's been a very fun year to watch. I mean, I still, it's good as you're still getting the Sunday football feel. Yes. And um, it's just, I mean, we've got, we've had a couple of Tuesday games, which have been kind of fun. I mean, like, mm-hmm even though like there's a negative for a positive there. Yeah. um, A lot of, when it comes to this season, I think, what do you think like the main headline is right now? Like what's the number one thing you can take away outside of COVID? Um, Outside of COVID, you know, I just think this year it looks more balanced. I'd say than in recent years, it's just weird. It's weird. I'd say in general, just because you don't see Tom Brady in a past Jersey and you don't see the Pats at the top of the standings. You know, Mahomes is always there with the Chiefs, but they lost to the Ra- – was it the Raiders? Yeah, but the Chiefs won this week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And they had a close game with the Chargers too. I think, you know, this year in the in the NFC too, Seahawks just lost. Steelers, I mean, I think they're a great team, but I think they can lose. I just feel like it's up for grabs this year, and it's going to be – you know, weird to see who's going to who's gonna come on top. Because, you know, the favorites that are usually there are not really playing well. You know, Drew Brees, who I thought was going to lead the Saints back to the Super Bowl, has digressed, uh, like, tremendously. Tom Brady hasn't really been playing that well. He had a good game this week. No, Tom Brady, actually, he's had a pretty good past two weeks. I mean, yeah. after the Bears fiasco, the Bears – Yeah, made- that was, like, a, a big wake-up call, I think, for the Bucks. They've actually looked like one of the better teams in the NFC. Um, they just thumped the Raiders. Um, Brady's starting to throw to Gronkowski again, and they just signed Antonio Brown. 
Yeah. After the suspension, which I picked him up on fantasy too. I kind of got ahead of the game there. But I agree 100% with what you're saying. The league is extremely balanced. The Chiefs are probably, in my opinion, the best team, but they're not the most – like they're not going to be dominant. Yes, they, like, can, they, can they can absolutely lose a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just like another one thing I want to say is there are teams with good records that are not happy with what they're doing right now. And I'm not just talking about the Bears. <laughs> Although they're one of the teams yeah. – Honestly, I don't even know how we're five and two. We kind of finessed that right. Well, everybody's confused about how they're five and two because their offense has looked about as bad as anybody in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I don't blame the quarterbacks at all. I blame the head coach. Matt, oh, yeah. there we see that now. But um even the Browns. The Browns are five and two. And even Browns fans are still like not really pleased, which is absurd to say. Because mm-hmm. they uh they had a really bad first quarter against the Bengals this past Sunday. Um, they just lost Odell Beckham Jr. to an torn ACL, which that's tough. That's his second time tearing his ACL, OBJ, I think is. And, um, I mean, Baker Mayfield's first quarter, everybody was starting to say, like, should he get benched? And then he yeah. comes out, and he only throws one incompletion the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really weird because there are – like I just said, I don't, I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to. Like, there are just teams with good records that – probably aren't as good as they should be yeah and then there's also there's just weird situations like the nfc um is it east the nfc east the win the the team that's winning the division right now i think is the football team and the the eagles oh yeah the eagles well either way they have like two and they're two four and one dang coop Coop's got the fire alarm going off mid-podcast. It's because we were spitting some fire. Oh. All right. I'm going to have to pause it. I, I can figure this out. It's fine. We can cut it and then finish it. Yeah. No, I know what to do. Smoking? I don't know what that was, but we just had to pause recording due to a uh, fire alarm. Is that your whole floor? Because you're by yourself. No, it's the entire building. The whole building? The entire building. Yeah, the entire building had the alarm going off. Damn. So I just had to go outside for like five minutes and all of a sudden it just turns off. I, I don't know what it Wait, was. But you don't have your own like fire alarm in the room? Or? No, but the siren, we have like the siren the thing in our room. Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know what it was, but what were we talking about? Uh... <laughs> we're going to do it again. Pausing it again. Okay. All right. We're back. Uh, Fire, fire alarm part three. <laughs> fire alarm. Um, I just had to stand out in the cold for about 15 minutes. Um, apparently, there's a there's a a laundry machine that was smoking on the fifth floor. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, excuse me one second. <laughs> we like to keep people on their toes in the podcast, so. We had no other choice. <laughs> I but, think um, I think we were talking about the NFL before that. Oh yeah, how like it's a balanced league. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I'm I've lost. <laughs> I've to say I'm annoyed is just the, the, an understatement. Oh my goodness. Um, I guess so. Continuing this. Um, who do you think so far is your 
I mean, we still got a lot of football left to play, but so far, who's your picks for, you know, rookie, M- MVP, you know, first impressions on that stuff? Uh, rookie of the year, I mean, I got to give it to Joe Burrow. I understand the Bengals have, like, record-wise not been the greatest. Joe Burrow's getting pressured a lot. He doesn't really have a whole lot of help with his O-line. But I think something that Cincinnati fans can understand is that Joe Burrow is a gamer. He's been putting up pretty good numbers. And he's a guy that I think they can lock in as their franchise quarterback. Yeah, he'll figure so, it out. I think he's definitely the rookie of the year, I think, in my eyes. Two was going to yeah. start now, but I think it's going to take him a couple games to, you know, figure it out and get started. So, Yeah. Um, some other rookies I want to mention. Um, Justin Herbert's actually looked very good yep. for the Chargers since he's filled in for Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. somebody wants to get in my room right now <laughs> um and then uh my guy justin jefferson he's looked like an absolute superstar um, yeah absolutely love the guy i think he's gonna be i hopefully we keep him for a while but um obviously it's too early to tell but he's looked very good so far so that's something we can be happy with i think uh same thing you can say kind of similar to jefferson for cd lamb um mm-hmm. Teams that aren't really doing too well right now, but I mean, they're still putting up some pretty good numbers uh, for the first year. And then I have to give a shout out to my guy, Darnell Mooney on the Bears, a steal from Tulane. I think we got him in the fifth or sixth round, but he's he looks like he's going to be a pretty good weapon for us. But yeah, absolutely. Um, another name I want to mention, I think he's a rookie, <clears throat> is uh, T. Higgins on the bench. Yep. He is a very good player. From Clemson. Um, looking like Burrow's number one guy to uh, throw to. And, uh, I think the Bengals, it's, it's going to take a little bit for them to kind of get back their, to winning, but I think they're starting to put something together. Yeah. It's not, I mean, obviously the immediacy is not going to be something that's going to happen in Cincinnati, but it's just about patience and waiting on Burrow to get everything around them. At least they, ha- they have a sense of direction going, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to MVP, I think it's no brainer Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. Um, Best offense probably in the league. Uh, but the thing about Russell Wilson right now is that he has no other choice but to throw the ball because his defense doesn't really help him that much when it comes to uh, a little bit of, like, breathing room. Yeah. He has a big lead. Seattle's, well, I think three of their five wins – or no, four of their five wins has been uh, by seven points or less. So mm-hmm. he's consistently having to play under pressure, I feel like, when it comes to the score. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm with you. I think Russell Wilson is definitely leading the MVP race. I think Derrick Henry has an argument, um, you know, for MVP as well. The Titans are playing really well, and it's, their whole offense is kind of based around Derrick Henry. You know, you ha- either have to – if you stop Henry, then they can do play action, hit, uh, you know, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, some of the other receivers they got. But he's been playing like a monster. Yeah, and absolutely. Also – I have to give ourselves props, Coop, because you and me called it before the season. Um, we thought it was kind of a stretch. I guess not really a stretch, but we both had high hopes for Kyler Murray this season. Um, we had him right outside our top 10 in our QB rankings list, and he's been phenomenal so far. I'd say he's probably been just around that mark that we put him at, maybe even better. But there, that win against the Seahawks was extremely impressive. Absolutely. I mean, after their win on Monday night against the car, uh, the Cowboys, um, Kyler Murray just he obviously the stats showed that he dominates in the Cowboy Stadium, but mm-hmm. for him to go out next week 
go toe to toe and basically outplay Russell Wilson in Sunday night football. I think that's a huge, huge statement game, not only for the Cardinals as a team, but for Kyler Murray and uh, just kind of how he's going to be as a player throughout his career. Um, that was really impressive to me. And I wouldn't really say he's kind of shocked us because we both kind of predicted that coming. But I guess you can say he's been, I guess, one of the bigger breakout players this season. Yeah, um, absolutely. I can't think – are there any other names that come to mind when you think of, you know, who's breaking out this year? Uh, I mean, there are some rookies that have done that. I mean, Chase Claypool is another rookie that we forgot oh, to mention who's had a really good year. Um, I, we mentioned – the rookies are really the ones that have kind of had the breakout numbers. Um, mm. I, if you want to talk about somebody that's kind of filled in pretty well, I mean, Mike Davis for the Carolina Panthers has done a really good job as uh, the replacement starting running back for Christian McCaffrey so far, yeah. uh, scoring a touchdown almost every game he's played. Um, that's another name I want to mention. Yeah, and also we kind of – we didn't really talk about it, but the NFL this year, for as exciting as it's been, it's been pretty sad because I feel like each week there's another player that gets just a long-term injury is out for the season. And we've already seen um, Saquon's out for the season. Odell's going to be out for the season. Um, who are some other names? I know a lot of 49ers players were out for a while. McCaffrey's out for a while. Um it just kind of sucks because, you know, you had so many high hopes coming into the season and the biggest concern health-wise was Corona. And now you got guys ACL and, you know, long-term injuries, which kind of sucks to see. Yeah. And I think that's what's, uh, what kind of was bound to happen, especially with no preseason. They're just kind of going right into full action and yeah. um, maybe they're, they're not fully in shape yet. So I think that was kind of the hardest thing for them to adjust to. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's tough. And I, Sadly, I don't think it's going to end. I think there's going to be some more guys that probably get hurt. Yeah, but we'll have to see. Hopefully, it hopefully it doesn't keep up. Mm -hmm. One also oh. thing to talk about real quick is, I think kind of going off how they didn't have preseason, the NFL defenses this year have been terrible. Um, I think it's this is so far the highest scoring um, at this pace is going to be one of the highest scoring seasons in NFL in terms of touchdowns and yards per or like the average score per game. Um, and that just kind of goes to show, like, every game I watch, the tackling's kind of iffy. Plenty of missed tackles. A lot of guys, you know, still not breaking down. Guys taking bad angles, um, which is kind of expected, I guess, once you don't get that full feel of, uh, you know, hitting in preseason, you know. Yeah, I think we've kind of started to realize how important the preseason actually is instead of it just being some, like, waste of time. Like, it also plays a huge factor in the roster spots. So, they kind of just had to go based off of what they saw in practice. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of been a very weird year, especially for the defensive side, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're just going to have to see how the rest of the season plays out. But uh, it's still been entertaining for sure, and that's always, like, something the NFL has brought is a good entertainment factor no matter what uh, the season's going to be like. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can they can finish it out with no issues. But – uh, we wanted to go over our quick top five teams in NFL right now. Um, there's a lot of good teams out there, but this past week, you know, some of those undefeated teams took their first loss. So now it's starting to look a little more balanced. But Coop, who do you got right now? Top five in the I league. Think, uh, I think number one, even though they are not undefeated, I think you still have to take the Chiefs at number one. Um, coming off two pretty sketchy weeks for them to go out and just dominate like they did this weekend against uh, uh, who they play again. I just completely blanked out. 
is dominated. Uh, I believe it was – hold on. I'm blanking out too, so I can't. Uh, the Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah. For them to come out and do that, um, especially when the Broncos have Drew Locke back. Um, and also, Mahomes didn't even have that great of a game offensively. Yeah, they were right. actually playing pretty well defensively. They scored in all three aspects of the game. Um, that's that's a showing of a complete team, in my opinion. So, also, another guy we didn't give a shout-out for Rookie of the Year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have a legitimate argument to win that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are we going to go back and forth here? Um, I guess we can because I also have the Chiefs as number one. I yeah. think their one loss was just kind of a fluke, but they're going to be there as the top team. So I got them as one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number two for me, I got to go Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, they have some injuries on the defensive side, but they've had some impressive wins in Tennessee. Tennessee is still a pretty good team. Um, but other than that, I mean, they've looked – they've just they're just winning games, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, Big Ben actually looks pretty solid so far. The offense looks pretty good. James Connors actually had a very underrated season as a running back. And they're looking like they're going to be one of the better teams to come out of the AFC. Um, looking to get that bye week. Um, that's just who I've got right now at. Uh, I, I also have the Steelers at two. I think the emergence of Chase Claypool has kind of helped out Big Ben because I thought this was going to be your Big Ben was going to take a step back, but, you know, he's still playing really well. He's got so many weapons now with Claypool and Juju and, you know, James Conner out the backfield. So um, the defense for Pittsburgh is always good, even with injuries. I feel like they'll always find guys to replace people. So I think right now, you know, them and the Chiefs are kind of neck and neck for for top two. Yep, and then move on to three. I have, as much as I hate to say it, I got the Green Bay Packers at three. Um, they had a little bit of a fluky game, I think, against the Buccaneers. They looked really bad offensively and defensively. But then they come back, play against a cupcake team and the uh, Texans, and they go out and dominate. Um, that was the biggest question mark of a Vegas line I've ever seen, and Packers minus three. They were going to dominate that game, and I had no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams had a ridiculous game. And they also did that with no Aaron Jones. Um, Jamal Williams looked just fine filling in the running back spot. Um the Packers are just fine. I think they're the best team in the NFC, uh, NFC right now. Yeah, I, I hate to hear that. I know that's probably tough to say, but I do not have the the Packers at number three. I have them as the second best team in the NFC because I still have the Seahawks ahead of them at number three. Um, I think what comes down to it between the Seahawks and Packers is I think Russ, for as well as Aaron Rodgers is playing, I think Russell Wilson is you know that much better this year. Um, I'd love to see these two match up in the playoffs, but I think right now the Seahawks have an edge. Um, that's why I give them the three, and then I have the Packers right there at the four spot. But I think the Packers' schedule is going to get a little bit dicier uh, later on in the season. And even, you know, for the record they have and, you know, where they're at in the standings, I think when they go through the NFC North, you know, it's all going to be tough games, even though, you know, some, like the Vikings are one and five, Lions are three and three. Those are still tough games, those divisional games. So, I think they'll get exposed, run into trouble a little bit. So, yeah, I got them at four. All right. So you mentioned Packers at four. Let's go back to uh, my number four. I've got Baltimore at four. Um, they're – I don't like putting them there, but I still think their offense is something that can get figured out and um, they can still put up big numbers. 
the biggest thing though is like if they even if they keep playing well in the regular season I mean you gotta if you're going to be a top seed in the playoffs you got to be able to dominate like you do in the regular season you got to be able to translate it and I think John Harbaugh who has won a Super Bowl before I think he'll be able to do that just fine but We'll have to see. I mean, their defense has just been a little bit sketchy. I, they had a really bad game against the Chiefs. But we'll have to see how it goes. But I've still got Baltimore at four. Baltimore at four. So I, I have them at the five spot. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar. I mean, I the only thing is, like, it's tough to make these spots because I feel like, you know, two through five, I, maybe even one through five, they can all be interchangeable. Um, the Ravens actually – um, I'm looking here. They have the least amount of points allowed in the NFL. Um, for as bad as their defense has played, or the, for as bad as their offense has played, their defense is kind of keeping them in games. And that's something, you know, they'll learn, they'll figure out over time. Lamar will, you know, we have to remember that these guys are coming off of the pandemic. You know, they didn't have preseason. So obviously timing and routes is, is you know, awkward at first. But yeah, I still think have plenty of time. Is that – is that total points allowed or is that points per game? It is total points allowed. So they're just coming off a bye week, so that might be the reason. True. It says right now they've let up 104 points allowed. Um, the Steelers, it looks like I'm just in the AFC right now. Are, no, the Colts are second with 115 points allowed. Yeah, the Colts, I think, have had, they've overall had the uh, best defense, I think, overall rating. Oh, yeah. um, maybe that's with points per game, but um, – it's still no knock on the Baltimore defense. They actually have been playing pretty well. And they also just got Yannick Ngakwe to match up with Clayus Campbell on the other side. So that's actually a very good move that they just made with us, the Vikings. Um, so you're number five. No, my number five is going to be a little bit surprising here, but I'm actually going to go with Tampa Bay. Um, their offense is very good. Tom Brady still looks like he can, you know, pass the ball just as, just fine, even at 43 years old. Um, Rob Gronkowski is starting to finally, I think, get back into football shape. Um, he's scoring touchdowns, putting up pretty good numbers, and they still also have a very good defense as well. Pulling the Packers at 10 points, that says something. And I think the game against the Bears, how they lost that one, is a huge wake-up call to them. And I think that's going to be a team that's going to be dangerous in the playoffs, to tell you, tell you the truth. Yeah. And- Crazy as it is to think. Especially now that they they're signing Antonio Brown. Um, who was the running back they signed? Was it Le'Veon? No, they got uh, Leonard Fournette. Fournette, yeah. I mean, once you get all the bodies in there, and once you hit, you know, later in the season, they're gonna hit their stride, and they're gonna be they're gonna be tough later on down the line. So, um, I think it's a pretty good list. You had the Seahawks outside the top five. Yeah, I think their defense has too many question marks for me to really kind of put them up there. I think. Okay. Uh, they're still very good. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think top five is sketchy. I think that was a that, mm-hmm. the game against the Cardinals was a little bit iffy. Yeah, I think right right outside the top five too. I have um, Titans, uh, the Bucks, and then the Bills. I think the Bills are actually you know a pretty good team. They've had a tough schedule so far. Yeah, but. absolutely. I I have the Titans just outside. I have the Seahawks just outside. Um, yeah, Buffalo as well. I also want to give a shout out to the Rams. They've also looked pretty solid this year. Yeah, especially last night. Yeah, well, they didn't have to do. I think they didn't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> we have Aaron Donald. You're yeah, always a pretty solid defense. Yeah, it's pretty nice luxury to have. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's all I got for NFL wise. Hopefully, you know, we get less injuries, less COVID scares, and they can finish it out, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, due to the, uh, random fire alarms that I got, I think what we're going to do is save college football for next episode, Mm -hmm. have a big college football preview, NFL preview, all things like that. We can also recap Indiana's huge win against Penn State. Oh, yeah. I was ugly loss against Purdue. And, there was, uh, yeah, there's just too much to talk about over that span that we didn't release anything. So we had to cover all that stuff first. But, yeah, but uh, this Friday, we're going to have a big preview of all the weekend uh, coming up with Halloween and uh, college football. Big Ten's finally back, thank God. And um, we'll get into that. Yep. And uh, maybe a special guest. We'll see. But, you know, first ever two episodes in one week. So it's just good to be back and uh, talking sports, shooting the shit with Coop. Absolutely. Um, we'll be back. Episode 16 will be this Friday. Get excited. Plan your week ahead of it. Um, all right. Peace. The ones that hate me the most look just like me You tell me what that means Make a slick comment and see what that brings I've seen it go down, we can reenact things Extreme like DMXing These boys pussy and they PMSing People in the city see the movement occurring And say, my God, I wanna be in that scene Damn right you wanna be in this scene She had the video trying to be in this scene Used to fantasize about being this scene Bluegrass girl, but she got big dreams can't touch me, I got instincts Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things I brought a gang to the party with me Five white boys, but they not in sync <gasps> Fuck what y'all think Fuck everything that you say about me My dogs like to play mad in the 2K But one thing they don't do is play about me My homeboy Tyler, he playing South Beach He told me this summer he gon' fix my jumper I told boy Wonder that we might got a thumper I been tryna pop, now I'm on like Shumper now they on my bumper, green room chock full of all my comforts Hotel room like heaven on earth, got angels in my bed with some all white covers Ace Pro Nemo, Lucci and Kiso, Sloop Clay Tufo And I got a few more I call my brothers I got a lot of flows and they all like butter, Ooh. You know what that means I came home nice, but I'm going back mean I'm about to globe trot when they know a vaccine Motherfuckers act lost, but they know exactly what's going on Made a mill and I don't know what to blow it on I tell a critic, shut up like my show is on Give a t-shirt to a set, throw it on She want a mini high school classmates, I'm growing on My peers ain't popping, they don't know what's going wrong Y'all well-dressed, but you ain't got soul and you just can't sew it on I'm trying to tell y'all boys, I got a few songs I can sell y'all boys I tried it back then, it was hell nah, boy Now I'm in a box like a Kellogg's toy The ones that hate me the most look just like me You tell me what that means Make a slick comment and see what that brings I seen it go down, we can reenact things Extreme like DMXing These boys pussy and they PMSing People in the city see the movement occurring And say, my God, I wanna be in that scene Damn right you wanna be in this scene She had the video trying to be in this scene Used to fantasize about being this scene Bluegrass girl, but she got Big dreams, can't touch me, I got instincts Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things I brought a gang to the party with me Five white boys, but they not in sync No, they not in sync No, they not in sync Word of JT, no, they not in sync Word of JT, no, they not in sync No, they not in sync No, they not in sync